0: Chapter 4. Cranberry. A bookshop in Soho, 2019. Shh, watch Crowley's hands. Pay attention. Angel, look, I'm shit with words. Real fucking shit with them. Just, hey, are you listening? Go with me on this. You know what I'm trying to say. This is a love song that begins with two cups of flour and one cup of oats. The flour sticks under his bitten fingernails, leaves the hands of ghosts on his black jeans. Add a tablespoon of baking powder, and half of that for baking soda, too. Pinch of salt. Salt is everything. Salt brings out the flavor. Salt is one of the building blocks of life, keeping our blood steady, our pressure perfect. Crowley, like all living things, is a creature of salt. A song plays in the background. You might know it. Sing it if you do. So for once in my life, let me get what I want. Lord knows it would be the first time. The box of brown sugar has dried up, solid as a brick. Crowley glares the moisture out of it, intimidates the sugar into shivering and scattering apart. His fingers shake too. That's better, he hisses, adding a half cup of the sugar to the dry mix. Mix it together, shake it up and let's begin. Get the butter from the fridge, European and yellow. 82% butterfat. Keep it cold, keep it firm. Like his heart, kept on ice like a severed finger waiting to be reattached. A heart waiting to be restarted. You can be the jumper cables, if you like. He cuts it in with his hands, getting himself dirty. This is worth getting dirty for. He cannot say what he wants with his words, with his tongue. They dry up like a riverbed. Useless as a prayer in hell. Yes, he cannot speak, so Crowley gets the best butter, the finest milled flour. Crowley does this by hand. Please, please, please. It's time for a cup of dried cranberries. It's time for a cup of diced pecans. Add it together, stir it in. Wet the mix with a bit of buttermilk, three quarters of a cup perhaps. Fold the hard in, too. Dice it up, chop it small. It's red and dry from disuse. You won't see it among the cranberries. You won't notice it at all, not if you're not looking. Crowley bites his tongue as he works. The kitchen is painted with the sun growing long in the windows, gleaming against his black granite and stainless steel. There are no sounds here but him and the work of the oven, the sounds of the dough worked into discs and laid out on a baking sheet. His hair catches the sunset, and he catches his own reflection, startled by the gleam of fire. It's not flame, it's only him, hell-haired still. Bake at 190 degrees Celsius. At 20 minutes, Crowley sinks a toothpick into the center. It comes out dry. The tops of the scones are golden. It's time. Crowley doesn't take the front door to the shop. No, instead he miracles himself in, quickly passing by the treacherous mistletoe, carrying the box of cranberry scones in his long-fingered hands and open palms. Got you something, angel, he says, dropping the box on Aziraphale's desk and pointedly walking away to scare up the wine. A cabernet would do. "'Azira in a pinch. "'Are these Christmas scones?' "'You said you wanted them, "'and I didn't want to listen to your bellyache all night.' Azirafel raises his brow, smiling. "'The box lid lifted as well. "'You made these!' "'Nah!' Crowley panics. "'He ducks his face. "'You have flour under your fingernails, my dear.' Crowley flushes. Don't be a bastard. Just eat the damn things. Don't make a big deal out of it. I love you. It doesn't really matter. I won't if you don't want me to. Well, I won't tell you. Is that okay? This? I'll leave if you want. Is this too fast? Is it too much? Should I go? Aziraphale lifts a scone up and bites in. His eyes shut, his throat levered and swallowing. Please, please, please. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah? Tell me that again. Tell me you know what I'm trying to say. You've got my heart in your throat. You've got me between your teeth. Bring the wine? Come, sit with me. Crowley nods. The wine's on the rack, as it always is. The opener is in the drawer, as it always is. These familiar places, these familiar habits. Nothing's different, nothing's changed. There is the sound of music from Aziraphale's sitting area. A choir of song, the sound of silver bells. Said the night went to the little lamb. Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb, do you see what I see? A star, a star, dancing in the night. He walks back out to the sitting room, two glasses held in his narrow fingers, the wine tight in his other fist. His brows raise high as a star in the night. Aziraphale is on the sofa, as he never is, nodding to the space next to him, as he never does. "'Come here,' Aziraphale says, reaching out for the bottle. "'Here I gave you my heart, baked it into a scone. "'Do you hear what I hear? "'Let me bring you silver and gold.'